Welcome back, Nebraska Athletics Podcast, episode 19. Uh, let's see, it is 2.30 here on Thursday, May 19th, here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, joined by, I'm Jeremy Foote, joined by Brian Rosenthal. Uh, Brian, let's uh, jump right into some men's hoops. A um, little bit of news, got quite a few, since the last time we talked, quite a few uh, new players, uh, I guess all transfers, really. No, uh, no signees from... Uh, you know, high school, but all uh, transfers from either grad transfers or from uh, four-year colleges uh, that'll be sitting out a year. Um, going to be if you come to Nebraska basketball next year, you're going to see a a lot of new faces. Yeah, you're really going to have to buy a program, and we we always you know try to get people to buy programs, of course. But you're really going to need one next year, I think, because it's going to be a completely different looking team, and uh, there could be just a a couple of players returning from last season's team to this season's team and and at least one of those Deshaun Berg didn't play last year mm-hmm. so he'll be a you know he'll be a newbie too and obviously we don't know what Isaiah Roby is going to do um he's got his name into the NBA draft and he's been invited to the NBA combine uh beginning next week it runs Wednesday through Sunday and I know he's already actually worked out, I believe, with the Timberwolves or somebody like that. I saw that. I'm a, I'm a Timberwolves fan, so I was uh, on yeah. Tweet Deck the other day, and I saw the Timberwolves, Timberwolves actually had a post about, hey, players in town. Yeah. The T-Wolves actually just hired a new uh, president of basketball operations, and he's already at work. And uh, Isaiah was actually – they had three photos posted, and uh, Isaiah was actually in uh, one of the photos they had up. So. Yeah. So he's really getting a lot of NBA attention right now, and – he can still come back and return for a senior season, and I think everybody can admit that maybe the signs are pointing the other direction at this point, though. We'll have to see how the NBA combine goes, but he's got the length and the athleticism and the, the frame and the, the age and all those things that you look for. Somebody pointed out on Twitter the other day that, you know, Teron Pittaway was also invited to the NBA Combine and went through that and, you know, didn't get drafted. He was also two years older than um, Isaiah Roby. And as I said before, I think Isaiah's got more of the of the skill set, uh, the length, the athleticism that really will make an NBA scout drool. And that combined with him being able to show that off at the NBA Combine I, I just got to think that somebody's probably going to, to think real, really enough uh, or highly enough of him to end Nebraska's streak of uh, nobody being drafted. And that dates to 1999 when Vincent Hamilton went to Houston, I believe it was, in the second round with the 50th pick. And so it's been 20 years since Nebraska's had an NBA player drafted. And Isaiah Roby could end that streak. He could also return for a senior season. And we would obviously appreciate that too and that would help out things here but beings that the roster is going to be entirely different no matter where he goes next year it's going to be like a brand new team for him so i i just have to think the signs are pointing to him probably going to the nba route but we'll see what happens and i believe that deadline uh for when he needs to decide if he doesn't decide before um if he's returning to nebraska or not i believe it's may 29th that's correct yeah um and so then, yeah if, as you've already said, if, uh, if Isaiah does not come back and keeps the name in the draft, uh, Thor would be the only returning player as of right now that actually mm-hmm. saw time on the floor for Nebraska basketball last year. So, yeah, uh, get ready to, to get your 
get your program out. Um, so if Isaiah and Thor come back, at, at a minimum, there'll be three starters. Um, if those two were to start, there'd be mm-hmm. three other guys that uh, did not wear the Husker uniform last season. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that as, as things go. As you said, uh, Isaiah has been invited to the Combine, so I'm sure we'll have some coverage of that um, when that happens next week. Uh, well, looking at some sports that are actually in season right now, uh, we're actually watching one of them right now, the Big Ten softball tournament started today in um i believe they're playing that in bloomington indiana uh our game actually is going on right now probably should have been over by now but the game the first game today got delayed quite a while due to rain so um i think the husker game was supposed to start at 12 30 and then uh actually just started about 10 minutes ago so it's uh let's see top of the second zero zero with illinois um, Huskers and Illini. Huskers are the home team on the scoreboard. And uh, winner of this game, I believe, gets Michigan, who, if I remember correctly, won the tournament or won the regular season title. Uh, one loss, I believe. I believe um, of the top three teams in the Big Ten softball combined for a total of four losses on the season. So it's probably kind of a top hit conference. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, and I believe it, Nebraska played Nebraska, Nebraska. A lot of people looked at the Huskers' record and said, "Oh man, it's not real good." Well, I think the Huskers played all three of the top three teams. So yeah, um, that's a that's a rough draw. It's always rough in softball and in baseball too that not everybody plays the same exactly. teams and the and it's not just one game; it's an entire series. So mm-hmm. it's not like basketball where it's like you might not play this team twice or that team once or whatever, or, or football where it's just one game. You're talking three games and if it can be like the top three teams as you said or the bottom three teams that's a huge difference it's yeah. uh it's it's really not a i guess fair is not necessarily the right word but it's really not a uh, a representation maybe of of how good a league record is because of the teams that you play and and how many times you play them yeah, I remember as I, I worked with the I was a communication contact for the baseball team for six years, and it seemed like every year there'd be a team somewhere near, towards the top of the conference that maybe played like one team that finished in the top four, and every other series was yeah. against um, teams from basically um, the bottom of the conference. So yeah, like you said, it's, it's when you got well in baseball, Wisconsin doesn't have baseball, so you have thirteen teams. But when you have thirteen teams, it's hard to schedule. Um, that many series because you're basically looking at 39 games. Well, you can't eat up 39 games of your schedule with conference yeah. baseball. So, um, very difficult. Yeah, <laughs> is what it is. Well, speaking of baseball, uh, Husker baseball um, is back at home for the next two weeks. Their final six games of the regular season will be at home. Um, Huskers hosting Arizona State this weekend, team that. Uh, don't see in Lincoln very often, but uh, is one of the better teams in the country this year. Um, they like to hit the long ball. I believe they, they, have, a, they have a player, uh, his name is Escaping right now, that has 21 home runs on the season. I believe Darren Erstad was asked about him at his most recent media session. He said, uh, well, we'll hope the wind's blowing in, but it probably won't be. Um, so Husker baseball this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, big one tomorrow night. Uh, for fans, if you get there early, uh, it's bobblehead night. Every year, the the uh, Husker Marketing Promotions fan experience staff does a bobblehead, and this year it is Jabba Chamberlain. Um, the first thousand fans, um, and it's one per fan. So, if you have four season tickets, don't bring all four of your tickets. You have to have each all four of those people there. So, one per fan. Um, we'll get a Jabba Chamberlain bobblehead, and uh, those. Let's see, gates will open 90 minutes before first pitch, so that'll be roughly 5 o'clock tomorrow night. 
Do you have any uh, Jabba Chamberlain memories? Well, he was really good. He was really good. <laughs> I mean, I probably have as many memories of him playing in the major leagues as I do at Nebraska. But, you know, he was a, a quite the story coming from Lincoln Northeast and then Kearney and then walking on and, you know, the short, I wouldn't say he's necessarily short, but pudgy guy that really didn't look like he was going to be much in terms of a pitcher. And he really blossomed at the right age and put in some really hard work and had the right coaches at the right time and everything just kind of fell into place for him. And, and he worked hard, as I said, too. So, and I remember the one game, I think it was against Texas on a Friday night, um, went, I don't know how many innings. And I think he started that game. I don't think he, I don't know that he finished it because it was a extra uh, inning game. Is yes. that right? Yeah. It sounds like, uh, if I'm thinking of the right day on a Friday night, that was like a 15 inning game. I believe that's right. Yeah. I think it was like a Nebraska one. Yes. I think it was one to nothing, but I don't know how many innings he's, he pitched and I'm sure it wasn't all 15, but no, probably it not. was quite the electric atmosphere. It's kind of a colder night too. It was a, I want to say maybe a late April series or something like that. And obviously at any time Texas came to down, it was a, it was a huge deal. So uh, I do remember that. And then Major League wise, remember the the midges or whatever the bugs were that were oh, the little gnats. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, was that a game in Cleveland? I believe it was. In, it was in Cleveland, a playoff game, and so those are. Yeah, what about your memories? Uh, yeah, I can remember him pitching at Nebraska. Was a very emotional uh, pitcher. Um, kind of carried that in the majors. I know that was one of the things when he came to the majors that uh, people said, "Hey, that's." kind of can't act that way when yeah. you're in the yeah. major leagues and he still kind of did a little bit and I, I appreciated that um one two world series was was part of a yankees world series team um was actually on the royal was signed late on the year the royals won the yeah. world series so i believe he got a world series ring that year with the royals so um yeah as you said a guy that initially went to unk and really um put in the hard work and you know was not only a successful pitcher in nebraska but had a had a uh, career in the major leagues and won two World Series, so you can't uh, you can't uh, you can't say he did not have a successful successful career. So, uh, yeah, if you're a big Jabba Chamberlain fan or even just a Husker baseball fan or maybe you're a bobblehead person, get out there Friday night tomorrow evening. Um, like you said, gates open at five. Uh, they will not have bobbleheads for every single person with a ticket. Like I said, it's the first thousand fans. So, yeah. um, have your ticket and one per fan. Uh, the rest of the weekend, the Huskers. They've got Arizona State Saturday and Sunday. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then the Huskers are off. Uh, no midweek games next week. And then they will host Michigan for the end of the regular season. A uh, big series between the Huskers and Wolverines. Um, due to the Big Ten Network has actually picked up that entire series. So the schedule has changed a little bit if you're not already aware. Um, and that, schedule, that series was already a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, which usually happens every year. Um, they move the series up because the Big Ten tournament starts the following Wednesday. Um, so they want to give pitchers, you know, the guy that start on Thursday, good chance he may be starting the following Wednesday. Um, but that series has changed. Thursday night is now 7.30. Friday night is 8 p.m. Going to be a late night at Haymarket Park for people. Um, and then Saturday's game is still 2 p.m. There you have it. <laughs> also, this weekend is the uh, alumni weekend for Nebraska baseball. So, Jabo is not the only former Husker who will be in town this weekend. I believe there's a. I got the list. I counted 117 are expected back for the uh, the alumni weekend. So, 
that'll be fun. And I talked to one of them yesterday, and he played in the early 1950s. And he also played football. His name is uh, Dennis Cornick, and he now lives in Florida. But they come back to Nebraska for... They try to get back for every home football game. He's originally from Ulysses, Nebraska, which is up by Seward in that area. And uh, I'll have a story on him uh, later today on Huskers.com. He has a very interesting story and background about how he got involved in baseball and how that's actually his sport. But he came to Nebraska because of a football scholarship. And and he played both sports in all four years and tried to balance them out, balance them out and then taught school and was a coach for many, many years and retired in 1988 and has been in Florida ever since. But a, a very outgoing, a very fun guy to talk to. I really enjoyed my interview with him, so um, be sure to catch that story. And uh, one thing, one more thing about baseball, uh, kind of looking at the conference standings heading into this week, the Huskers, um, as we said, are off. They're playing Arizona State. They're the only team in the conference that – Um, still has a bye week so everyone else is in action Um, Nebraska enters the weekend uh, in sole possession of third place at 13 and 8 Michigan is at the top of the conference at 14 and 3 they've reeled off 13 straight wins Um, and then Indiana is in second place right now at 12 and 6 the Iowa Hawkeyes right behind the Huskers at 11 and 7 so um, the Huskers are pretty much set where they're at right now 13 and 8 we'll see how the weekend goes and then heading into next weekend they'll be um you know, plenty of plenty of moving and shaking around. Uh, Michigan could easily be playing for a, a conference title. Um, Huskers, I guess, mathematically aren't out of that hunt yet either. Um, so Michigan and Indiana play this weekend, so that's a huge series, obviously. Yeah. That'll and tell us a lot going into next weekend. Exactly. Um, well, I don't know. Oh, oh one other uh, one other thing we got going this weekend would be uh, Nebraska track and field. They're wrapping up. They're moving to the postseason as well. They're in uh, Iowa City this weekend for the Big Ten uh, Track and Field Championships. That runs uh, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, And then they'll be moving on to uh, regionals and national competitions. Um, But yeah, it's kind of down to just baseball, softball, track now here on campus. Um, Trying to think of some other news that's happened uh, of late. Um, Women's golf, Robin Robin Croft will announce she's gonna retire as the head coach of the women's women's golf program. That came out uh, Monday, I believe. So uh, Bill Moose will be looking for a, a new women's golf coach for next year. And um, kind of a lot of – we had a lot of changeover recently in head coaches. Uh, last year we hired a, a men's tennis coach, a men's golf coach. Um, obviously Scott Frost has been brought on. Fred Hoiberg has been brought on. Men's basketball. Um, women's gymnastics. Women's gymnastics. Rifle. Uh, rifle most – Recently, yes, yeah. Ashley McAllister moved on to uh, – actually, a lot of people probably didn't know her husband was the uh, – he's the director of ops at Texas Tech Basketball. So mm-hmm. he uh, he had quite a run this year into the Final Four, and she decided to uh, hang it up here at Nebraska and move down to uh, Texas Tech. I know they have a, a young child, um, so they can all be together as a family. Uh, but, yeah, we've hired a new rifle coach. That's Rachel Martin, who won a national championship here as a Husker. Um other than that, we'll be, I guess, we'll be focused in on baseball, softball, and uh, some track and field. Maybe some more basketball news into next week, Brian. Um, I'm uh, guessing we'll have a lot of basketball, not, not a lot, but some hopefully some roster news and for each of the next several weeks until they get the roster entirely set up. So we'll have to keep uh, keep a, keep keep tabs on that until everything gets shaken out. So it's uh, ever changing. It's very very. Uh, fascinating actually to, to see all the changes in that roster and 
trying to keep track of who's who and who's going to play what where and who's going where and it's unlike anything I've ever experienced before so it's kind of hard to wrap your wrap your head around but you just kind of pay attention each day to see what's going on and uh, and get excited about the new the new players who are coming in yeah and I know we've talked before about how college basketball has gotten a little uh, off kilter with how many transfers and everything you have nowadays but I'm gonna guess that this is this is probably at the ex, the extreme end of the spectrum where you basically have turned over the you could almost turn over the entire roster from one year to the next. But um, well, we sh- yeah. we shall see how it all how it all shakes out. Um, I know you've already talked about the baseball story you're writing right now that'll be up soon. Uh, anything else in the in the docket coming around? Uh, feature stories. That's, that's the big one for right now. Okay. So yep. Sounds good. Well, until next time, uh, for Brian, I'm Jeremy. Um, go big red.